Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Kim Marsh. And here's a bit about Kim. She is a writing and book coach. In 2021, she founded the Open Book Company to help authors, coaches, entrepreneurs, inspirational speakers, but I'm not really a writer, writers to find hone and use their voice through one-on-one coaching and group writing circles. Her clients go on to create blogs and articles, pen speeches and presentations and publish manuscripts with her partnership and or community support. And today we're gonna learn about why Kim is focusing on this area, We're going to learn all aspects of writers. We're going to help you get over the curve and tackle that imposter syndrome because we all have a book inside of us and a story worth telling. So without further ado, please welcome Kim Marsh to GEMS Podcast. Thank you for having me. And I love that little bit at the end. I'm so excited to dig into some of those topics with you. My pleasure. And before we dive in, Kim, we're going to do an icebreaker. So I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Ooh, a fun and interesting fact about me. (laughs) Um, So I think a fun and interesting, well, I don't know how, how fun well, the first fact that came to mind, because we were just talking right before we hopped on about my kiddo. So I think a fun and interesting fact about me as a mom, as a mama to an eight-year-old, is that I am a really big kid. And I, what I have loved almost more than anything about motherhood is getting to do kid things again. So I love any excuse to be able to have a dance party, play a silly game, go sledding. I'm the person who's like, let's go down again, like a thousand more times when my son is like, all right, let's go home now. I'm good. So I, I think I'm a big kid at heart. That is amazing. I, I, I agree with you. I'm a big kid. Um, my husband and I are like big kids. We did a, a little fun slash interesting fact about me is we went to Disney for the first time. Neither one of us ever been, and this was pre-pandemic, and we did three parks in half a day and drove between the three parks. It was so insane. So um, Three after- in half a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm laughing because that going to Disney was the first trip that my husband and I ever went on like no, no children in sight, just, I wanted to go to Disney. I had never, I had been to Disneyland, but never Disney world. And I was running around like a little kid. So I can relate to that, but three parks in a half day, that is ambitious. Yes. And I would definitely not recommend that to anyone. And so he was driving and while he was driving, I'm like, okay, I got to get these fast passes and you could only get like four at a time. So I I had to like be strategic. So we will hop off one ride and go to another. And we're like running through the park. It's all about the strategy. I agree. I'm with you. 
Yeah. So as you were talking about being a big kid, that uh, memory popped into my head. And also the slogan that says, I'm a big kid now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So now that we have some fun stuff out the way, we connect with you a little bit more personally. Let's hear what made you become a writing and book coach. So release your inner creativity, Kim. (laughs) I love it. So this is really, I'm going to let you behind the curtain to like the real deal. You know, I didn't have this like, you know, long and storied past as, you know, um, here's, here's how it really went down. So I quick little backstory is that I started out my career in education nonprofit space. I then went to work in the corporate world for about eight years. I was doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work and communications as we have talked about. And I, I was, I loved what I did and I loved the people that I worked with and I loved doing communication specifically writing articles, memos, blogs, things like that. And I've always considered myself a writer. I've kept a diary journal since I was in elementary school. I have a huge stack of them, some really embarrassing and fun stories hanging out in that closet behind me. Um, but I, but I, I've, I've always considered myself a writer, but I fall into that category from your intro of like, I'm not really a writer, but dot, 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 right? So that's kind of the, the folks that I play that I play with now and that, that I get to hang out with now are just like me. About a year and a half ago, I decided for a number of reasons that I was ready to leave my job, leave the corporate world, go out on my own and start my own business. And that'll be for another conversation, another conversation. Um, and so I just started telling people I'm starting a freelance writing business because that's what I plan to do. I started taking courses. I found a few mentors. I started sending out cold pitches for, to write articles and blog posts and things like that, taking my background in human resources and in diversity, equity, and inclusion and doing writing around that freelance writing. So I started that business and just trying to figure things out and see where it went pretty quickly. I, in talking to people in my world and in my orbit was letting everyone under the sun know, this is what I'm doing. So, Hey, if you hear of any opportunities or et cetera, and someone in my orbit, her name is Tina Strawn. She asked me, Hey, I'm actually going to be writing a book that's really interesting that you're starting a freelance writing business. I'm going to be writing a book. Do you want to be my writing coach? And I said, heck yes. And then I said, what's a writing coach? (laughs) And true story. And so in getting to work with Tina, and by the way, as a side little plug, Tina's book, Are We Free Yet? A Black Queer Guide to Divorcing America is coming out in January 2023 through Row House Publishing, a disruptive publishing company, um, an awesome imprint of Simon & Schuster, is coming out very soon. Uh, Well, not soon enough for us, but soon. She just sent off the manuscript. So for the last year, I've been working with Tina on this book, supporting her on this book. 
it's her book, it's her baby. It's, it's going to be amazing. And it's just been an honor for me to be on this journey with her. But going back to a little over a year ago when I first had this conversation with Tina and I was like, yeah, I'll be a writing coach. Wait, what's a writing coach? I then started going down this amazing rabbit hole that completely changed my life of taking something that I love, which is writing and telling stories with something else that I love, which is supporting other people and getting their messages out with the world to the world. And being a writing coach combines both of those loves. And so it was kind of this amazing spark for me. And yeah, exactly. And so that was the start with Tina, but it's just grown from there. And I've been working with other authors, other folks who have blogs, who want to write articles on LinkedIn, who, you know, want some support and guidance with their social media content. We're all really writers these days, if you think about how we spend our time. And so it's just been an honor for me to, to do that. But that's really the origin. The truth behind it is I didn't know what I was getting into and I found something I love. That's amazing, Kim. And it's so funny that you mentioned that you didn't know what you were getting into because in life, sometimes a lot of us don't know what we're getting into, but it takes that one person to kind of draw out our skills and help us capitalize on our strengths. And that person um, for you was Tina, because she's like, hey, do you want to be my writing coach? And what that did was plant a seed inside of you. And then you began to build upon that and you cultivated that seed. And now the harvest is being reaped, which is metaphorically the book that is getting ready to come out January, 2023. So all it took was that one person to be a conduit to build and partner with you in order so your vehicle could start navigating down the path that you are on now. And let's um, talk about some of those people who say, I'm not a writer. Well, if we think about it, we all write on a daily basis, whether we're crafting a text message, whether we're responding to an email, if we're writing a memo for work, if we're writing a um, a little script or something, that's a form of writing. Writing is all around us and it's in our daily lives. So for you to say, I'm not a writer, it's just that you haven't really tapped into your writing style and how your writing can turn into literary works to help other people. So for those who say, Kim, I'm not a writer. I don't think I can do it. What would your advice be to that individual? And feel free to elaborate. Yeah. Before I go to that, I have to say, I love your metaphor that you used because I use a similar metaphor all all the time of planting seeds and watering them and letting them grow. So I just had a big smile over here on my face because I was like, yes, that's what it is. We have to be planting these seeds and tending to our gardens, not worrying about what's going on in other people's gardens. I think I got that from Trent Shelton, try to give credit where I can because no idea that any of us have at this point is ours, right? (laughs) We've gotten all this amazing, amazing insight that's now inside of us, which is wonderful. So to go to your, back to your question of what do I share with people who say they're not really writers? That was your question, right? Yes. (laughs) As you can tell, I kind of go, sometimes go off that's the storyteller in me. I go off a little bit. So you got to reel me back in sometimes. So I wanted to check. (laughs) So 
you know, I could, you should be on my marketing team because by the way, I don't have a marketing team. Um, it's just me, (laughs) but everything you said is so dead on about how I talk about writing with, with people because, and, and even for me, one of the things that makes, you know, I say makes me uniquely qualified to, to do what I do and to be a writing coach is that I struggle with the same challenges and the same issues and the same imposter syndrome that I work with my clients on. So it's not about, oh, hey, I'm over here with all the answers and I'm this writing guru that can, that can get you there. It's, hey, I have these struggles. I work through these challenges and we're on this journey together. So that's something that's really important for me to, for me to name. And so one of the things that I work on with anyone who comes into my orbit. So we have the open book um, community, which is open book writing circles where people can come in and have a group experience of writing on their own, but with other people. So they can work on their own things, have some accountability, get some support, but the the pen is in their hands. And then there is the one-on-one writing coaching that I do, which is someone who has a very specific or discrete project, working on blogs, working on specific content, working on a speech, working on a manuscript, working on a memoir, and they need a little bit more of that support and or partnership. Writing is a very solitary process. And it's a very solitary experience. And that's what is attractive about it to a lot of us. However, what happens sometimes in that solitary process is we get in our heads because when we're alone, all we have are our thoughts. And so when we're in our head, those things start coming up like, oh, I'm not really a writer. I shouldn't be doing this. Someone else has probably done this already and probably done it better than I will do it. Um, Who am I to, isn't it self-serving to, you know, all of these things come up, all these questions. And I'm actually curious because I want, I know you've written a book and I want to hear about your journey with that. But so all these questions come up for a lot of us. And one of the things that I like to do is to just acknowledge that that is totally, totally normal. And for better or worse, you're not unique for having those thoughts. (laughs) So, so many writers, so many authors have these experiences. And all we need to do is look to so many of the amazing books that are out there about writing, about writing, that shows us that even the most quote unquote, traditionally successful authors and writers have experienced these things. So the first thing is just about normalizing it and naming it. And that's why it's part of the foundation of the open book company and my business and how I put out our messaging into the world is you're going to have these thoughts. It's not about if they come up or how they come up or to make anyone feel intimidated by that experience. It's just the normalization, the expectation, the realization, this is real, this is going to happen. And once you start from that place, then that's where the work can begin of like, oh, I know this is probably going to happen to me. So it's more about how do I handle it and how do I approach it? And for me, you don't need to have a major book deal 
a spot on a global stage, a PhD in English literature to have a story worth telling. And so how can, whether it's me, whether it's another writing coach, whether it's any writing group that you join, how can you find that community? How can you find that support? How can you find that partnership to work through those inevitable questions that are going to come up? Because they will. Absolutely. So it's like, recognize the chatter in your head, then how are you reacting to the chatter in your head? And I like to say it's our ego and it's that self-talk. So like, for example, for me, I have my negative ego, which is negative Nancy, and my positive ego is positive Patty. And so whenever I'm going through a writer's block, I like to say, okay, is this negative Nancy talking or is it positive Patty? And is it adding value or is it taking away from value? Because my mission is to add value and I could add value by sharing my creativity and my literary work because you never know how what you share is going to leave an imprint in order to drive an impact to help somebody else that reads it. And each one of us as an author, we have to realize that as writers, it is our personal journey and you should never take away the personalization or the individuality that comes with writing to try to assume what somebody else is doing. Because the minute you do that, your creativity becomes stale and stagnant because you're trying to walk in the shoes or Mm. fill fill the voice or something of somebody else who wasn't Mm. necessarily meant to be in your lane. Mm. So as a writer, whenever I wrote my my book, I had no idea that I was going to write Chocolate Drop in corporate America from the pit to the palace. And how it started was a day of frustration, to be honest. Um, With my supervisor, we had a disagreement about performance review and ranking. So I got ranked as a B, but really felt like I was supposed to be ranked as an A, but she didn't really know the work that I was doing because I was on a specialized project for three and a half years. And it was the first time the company started it and it was very proprietary. So she never really came to any of the meetings or anything like that. So she went based on hearsay versus you know, first, firsthand knowledge. And so I just pulled out my phone and I wrote the words chocolate drop in corporate America. Mm-hmm. Didn't think nothing about it. Then my writing journey, it was like every time an incident would happen at work, the way to relieve my stress was writing because writing is therapeutic. So I just started writing in my um, notes app. And before I knew it, I had a full blown book and Mm -hmm. it came at the right time because there was a publishing house that was looking for new authors, submitted what I had. Um, It wasn't even that that much in the beginning. And then I got selected for first place and I was like, holy crap, I need to really write a book. And I had no laptop, y'all. So my entire book was written on my phone in my notes app and it took me two months, but it was because every time something happened, I allowed it to fuel the fire instead Mm -hmm. of fanning the flames. So I like to ask people, whether you're in this writing journey or you're thinking about beginning, what fuels you, what inspires you, what motivates you, even if you need to just kind of sit down and have a mind mapping um, session or a word vomit um, section (laughs) session where you're just like spitting out the words on paper. And before you know it, you could combine all of those things. Or if you're a journal writer, take your journal entries and put it into a book. Because if you touch one person, you've 
left an imprint on one soul and that soul is going to make an impact and you never know how that impact is going to create that domino and ripple effect but the most important thing is to take ownership of who you are and what you're putting out because you never know what you're putting out how someone is picking it up mm-hmm. 100% and I and I go even a step further to say when I say you can impact one person with your writing that one person might be you and that's and that's okay so a lot of people say to me well I'm not going to put this out because no one's going to like it share it buy it you know whatever the case may be and so I always ask people what's your goal what's your motivation what's your intention with this piece of writing with this book with this manuscript with this blog post with this article And to your point, so many people, it's about impact. And so if it is about impact, and if it is about telling your story, because it might be able to impact or help or resonate with or change the mind of someone else, don't hold on to that, even if there's only that one person, because that one person is going to be that magnet for your message and is going to be able to take what you're sharing in your experience and, and it could change, you know, what, what feels so unimportant about changing someone's life, like changing, oh, just one person's life, but you're changing someone's life. You're affecting someone's life. That's huge. And so that's one of the things also that I share with people who feel, I'm not quite sure. It's not going to, you know, I see all the, I'm not a New York Times bestselling author, but I'm still a worthwhile human being. And there's a big gray area between doing nothing and sitting and looking at that pen and piece of paper and being at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. There's a huge place for us to play in between. So let's play in between, like get your story out there, say what you have to say, say what's on your mind. And like your example, which I love, if you get that seed, if you get that like download of like, Ooh, this is coming to me. I think I should write this down. That's your message right there. You are meant to do it. Like if that thought comes into your head, you're meant to do it. And I love that you answered that call to action that you got. Absolutely. And I like to tell people, take the hell of a mess and turn it into a message. Take that test and turn it into your testament or your testimony. And in the words of Frozen, let it go. Just let it go. Let it go and let it flow. Um, Because that is a way to get over that imposter syndrome. And when we think about um, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is a mindset that conditions you to feel as if you're a fraud, to feel as if you're not good enough or whatnot. But all you need to do is tweak it and get a paradigm shift and start seeing yourself for where you want to go. And Kim, you said, I'm not a New York best-selling author, but I would say yet. I'm not one yet <laughs> because you don't know how long it's going to take you to get there or whatnot. So always dream big. And instead of shooting for the stars, aim for the moon, because there's a quote by Paul Brandt that says, 
don't tell me the sky's the limit when footprints are on the moon. And we have to start looking for ways to overcome those limitations and break down those barriers. And once we break down those barriers and overcome those limitations and get over those hurdles, then we could really know that we're connecting wholeheartedly with who we are, mind, body, and soul. And not only are we showing up for ourselves, but we're showing up for other people who need us to be a conduit to help fuel their vision and their purpose. That's beautiful. I'm so inspired by you today. This is great. So whenever you think about um, more of the work that you're doing, Kim, as a writing and book coach, name one challenge that has left a huge impact on you and how it has promoted and accelerated your business. So it's interesting because I talk a lot about this concept of leaping, which I got from, do you know this? Okay. Or you're just leaping. Um, Tara Moore has written a book called Playing Big and she has a program of the same name. I haven't done the program, but her book is called Playing Big and she talks about leaping. And it's this idea of instead of spending months at the whiteboard, sort of coming up with a plan and getting everything and tinkering and making everything perfect, take a leap. And she has these six criteria that she lays out of what are the things that, that make up a leap. And it's about doing it in a quick period of time. It's about setting a discrete specific goal or experiment that you're going to play around with and figure out. It's about using it as a learning opportunity. And so one of the things, and by the way, I'm still working through this, but one of the challenges that I continue to experience with my business and in, within my life is around this idea of what success is and thinking that something I've done has been a quote unquote failure. And I kind of have banned both of those words from my vocabulary, but I use them for the sake of shorthand for our conversation, because that's, that's the language that we're used to hearing. But so one of the things that I have worked on through taking leaps and through doing these different experiments and trying new things is that there aren't really failures and things that we haven't succeeded in. They are, you know, lessons, we've heard the quotes, right? There's lessons learned, there's, there's um, you know, opportunities that we've come up with. But I have to be honest, that has been really, really hard for me to internalize. So the one specific example I can share is that I went to host a writing circle and no one signed up for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is an, a complete failure. And then I was like, okay, let me go back and roll back the videotape, right? And really, when I looked at what my goal was and what I had set out to do and what my purpose was for this experiment, it was, let me see what happens if I promote and talk about an upcoming writing circle on social media. I did that. Guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> The algorithm wasn't happy with me. I only have, you know, however, 150, 170, who knows, followers on Instagram. I'm experimenting here, right? I'm playing around. I'm figuring things out. I'm building. But to me, it was this huge, massive failure that no one signed up for this because that's what the messages we've gotten. If this doesn't fall into 
the expected societal bucket of success and a hundred people haven't registered for it, it's a failure. But when I went back to what I had set out and what my goal was, it was, let's see what happens was how I started the goal. So, okay, I saw what happened. I succeeded in my experiment of finding out what happens. Now I can take that lesson, learn from it, pivot, try different things. And as much as I can sit here and tell you that example, it still happens to me. It still comes up and I still have to work through it. And the same thing happens to a lot of writers, which is, oh, I posted this blog and no one liked it. Well, what was your goal? My goal was to post a blog. Okay, did you do it? Yes, you succeeded. Now, if your goal is I want to get 100 people to put their eyeballs on this blog, well, let's be strategic. Let's think about this differently. Who can you send this out to? Who can you ask for a quote for your next blog that you could then use their support in amplifying it because they're quoted in your blog? Who can you use this to make connections and bridge your, your network and reaching out to people and saying, hey, I just wrote this. Could we you know, have a coffee chat about it? Like, There's so many different things you would do if that was your goal. So it's all about coming back to what's your purpose, what's your intention? And that's something that I'm constantly working through because we have been conditioned to see what is a success and what is a failure. And, and I wanna throw it all out, Genesis. I'm ready to just get rid of it. <laughs> put it. Put it in the garbage can because trash day is either Wednesdays and Saturdays or-, or, <laughs> or I love your one-liners. <laughs> And I tell people success and failure has a diff different definition to every one of us because what success looks like for one individual may look like totally different for another one. And can you really just talk about failures? Just say, okay, if I failed, then I learned because from this failure, there was a lesson that I learned. There was something that strengthened me, whether it was personally or professionally, or if it was mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, there was something that I could get out of it. It's all about changing your perspective and your vantage point. And I always like to ask people what the challenges are, because if you never address what those challenges are and how they have helped you succeed and morph into who you are today, then you aren't really acknowledging the growth that you've had in your space. And I think um, it's so important that we don't just look at where we are and how we arrived, but how did we get there? Because there's always stair steps um, to climb. And as we wind down, Kim, I want you to leave, because you're definitely going to have to come back for a part two. I want you I have to- so much more to say and to ask you. <laughs> I definitely want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment, because we can't give them, you know, the whole meal. We, we gave them some meat and potatoes, but we can't <laughs> give you dessert because you definitely got to come back for that. I love that. Well, I would just implore everyone who is listening or watching this to think about their own writing journey, what that has looked like for them. Have they used the term writer or author to describe themselves and why or why not? And as a bonus question, I would ask people to think about defining what a writer is and then revisiting their question of if they see themselves as one or not. Because often we put this big sort, well, I kind of am giving a little bit of a spoiler to the exercise, but you could see where I'm going with it. We put this big, you know, writer with a capital W 
what does a writer actually mean? Define that and then see how that aligns with your vision of yourself and where you want to go. Um, and I would encourage, you know, anyone who's interested in learning more or hearing more about this, I do a bunch of free guided writing workshops and the, we have the writing circles within the open book community. So you can always come and check out openbookco.com, drop me a line, ask any questions and I would love to, I would love to see some of your viewers, viewers inside some of our free workshops or inside one of the writing circles. That is amazing, Kim. And so outside of your website, openbook.com. Openbookco.com. Uh, oh, openbookco.com. I got it right now. Um, where can they connect with you primarily on social media? So I am reluctantly on Instagram and you can find me there at the open book company. I'm also on LinkedIn under Kimberly Marsh. So you can connect with me there. And as you said, www.openbookco.com. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my special guest today was Kim Marsh with Open Book Company. And all of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you share and subscribe. We are on 40 plus platforms. Also for the video content, head on over to YouTube, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content so you can see and interact with our facial expressions. And for those of you interested in continuing to spread the mission of Gems Podcast, where we not only educate, we inspire and motivate while connecting the dots and bridging the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, you can become a brand sponsor or ambassador. Have your products and services heard on a podcast that's ranked in the top three percent globally per www.listennotes.com. So go to genesisamariskemp.net to find out more information and plug into the source because without you, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I thank you so much for everything that you do on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. And until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Release your inner creativity and be a writer because the world needs to see your literary works. And it's not in vain because your story is making history. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, to be here on GEMS Podcast.